Hello out there, everybody. This is Joe from the Power Records podcast here in beautiful Toronto, Canada. Yes, we are in North America. For those of you that may be wondering where Toronto is, (laughs) just to give you an idea. uh, Welcome, everybody. This is the podcast about vinyl records, about selling vinyl records, about trading vinyl records, and about collecting vinyl records, and about care of vinyl records, right? This podcast is also about music, different music news throughout the day and the year and the month and whatever you want to say here. But this is the podcast for you. I hope you love vinyl just as much as I do. I collect vinyl and I sell vinyl. I collect some vinyl and I don't sell it, depending on how much I want to keep that vinyl and keep collecting it. I may trade it with somebody else, but I make a part-time living selling vinyl records. So guys, uh, in the news today, uh, The Who. The Who, everybody remember The Who from the 1960s. Guess what? They are still touring. And they came to Toronto just last night and put on a great show from what I hear. Now, it's not the original Who. As you know, they lost two members. They lost uh, their bass player and they lost Keith Moon, the drummer, right? So they're like half a Who. (laughs) So, uh, but guys, how many bands are doing this right now, right? You got Death Leopard, who've lost key members that still tour. You got the Rolling Stones that lost Brian Jones years ago, and they still tour, and they're in their 80s. You got Kiss that lost Peter Chris and Ace Freely, and they still tour. You got Queen that lost Freddie Mercury, and they still tour. So I can go on and on. You got Three Dog Night, that's maybe One Dog Night, and they still tour. Uh, You know, I got to hand it to these guys because they want to keep the legacy going, right? And, of course, they want to make money, but they also want to sell records, guys. You know, I will tell you that, you know, you see a spike in sales when these bands kind of tour North America and the world. I've seen a spike in Queen record sales. I see a spike in Rolling Stone record sales. It seems to come around on my sales on Amazon and Discogs seem to come up when these guys tour around or you're hearing news from them about a new album or so on. But I got to hand it to them. Thank God they're still around because we all love their music. But the Who are still around. So pretty cool stuff. Guys, I have a book out now. I have a book called The New Antique. It's available on Amazon Kindle. I hopefully one of these days I'll have enough energy to put these links on my podcast. Like I've been kind of lazy doing this. So I'm kind of telling you verbally, but I do have a book called The New Antique. And the reason why I call it The New Antique is because vinyl records, older vinyl records is like the antique. You know, it's like an antique chair, you know, an antique book, right? Vinyl records are now included as antiques. You go to an antique store, and you'll see a vinyl record collection there, right? Because people bring them in and want them to sell, uh, and they're old, a lot of them are old, and some of them are well-kept, so they're a nice antique. So my book is is named after antiques. That's why it's called The New Antique. It's the new antique out there, right? People are buying and trading and selling vinyl records. So the book really describes, from start to finish, how I got started in the music business, selling vinyl records, 
and what you can do to start your business. I give you a whole bunch of tips. If you are selling vinyl records, this is the book for you. So you look on it on Amazon Kindle. I have it on a whole bunch of other sites, but I forgot where I'm selling it. There's so many sites I'm selling it on. It's it's a reasonable price, right? It don't cost a lot of money. It's an ebook, guys. I don't have a physical copy of it yet, right? But if you want to buy the ebook, it's available on Amazon Kindle, and it's called The New Antique. Very basic, right? Not too complicated. It gives you what you need if you're just starting out, or if you're a seasoned record seller, uh, you may have a few other tips on there. Again, it's called The New Antique. So, speaking of selling records, if you are selling vinyl records, just a couple of things here to talk about today, just as reminders for you. Perhaps we need a little brushing up on how to sell your vinyl record, but it, these are important things that, you know, and there's like, you know, like there's 20 things that you should remember, but these are the key things for you if you are selling vinyl. So if you have nice vinyl records, you know, that are in good condition, that you want to make some money, number one, you have to identify the record version, right? You have to identify the catalog number on the cover or on the vinyl itself, right? Etched into the vinyl. This is etched in really on the middle of the vinyl. You can see it there, right? Uh, so if you do have that, it's best that you identify that in your ad, in your record ad, just so that everybody's clear on the version. For instance, the other day, I sold a, um, a, a Pink Float Dark Side of the Moon, right? And I wrote the catalog number down there and, you know, all the information. And it was the 1983 version of the record. This is like their third release, right? Um, and then the gentleman that bought it off me says, is this the first pressing? <laughs> all, he has to do, all he had to do is um, copy the catalog number I had written down there and throw it on Google and it would have told them that it's the 1983 version of it. So I emailed him back. I saved him his money back and I said, no, buddy, you know, listen, it's not the original one. Of course, he apologized and everything, but you make it clear what the uh, through the catalog number and look it up on the internet if before you put it um, online search for prices okay uh, and I'm gonna talk about some caution things but it's also important that you when you list it you list it for the right price but identifying it first through the catalog number through some research before you put it online and sell it right and of course here's a another uh, a very very important thing is evaluate the condition it's very very important right that you evaluate that you know if it's got scratches uh, if, if it could take the the value significantly down right you know uh, now for some very popular records like dark side of the moon you can sell the record and you can sell it with scratches but you have to sell it substantially at a lower price right I'll be honest with you most people don't want records shipped to them with scratches on it you know um, it's kind of like a dud, like getting shipped a dud. You know, who wants to get shipped a dud where you really can't play the record? It's in your collection, yeah, but you can't resell it to anybody else. What are you going to do with it? You can't play it yourself because it's got scratches on it, right? So the other thing is, how is the cover condition? Has it got a bend in it? Has it got a crease in it? 
Is it got stains on it? Is, is it? is it in poor condition? You need to identify that as well too. You know, does it have any tears in it? Does it have a tears inside the, the sleeve itself? These are the things you have to identify before you sell your record to anybody else. Very, very important. Now, remember the rating systems, right? Some people get confused with this. There's near mint, there's mint. Now, what is mint? Mint is brand new, right? It's not, it's right off the shelf. It's in shrink wrap. It, no other, there's no other uh, condition here. Mint means mint, brand new. Near mint means like in very clear, the record's clear, clean. There's no stains on it. It's like, uh, you, you can, you can almost pass it as a new record. That's what near mint is. And then if you, you got very good, you got good, like people, people get mistaken here. I don't use very good plus. I mean, it's either very good, no very good plus other than uh, um, near mint or mint. Forget about what uh, a very good plus or very good plus plus or very good minus. It's either very good or it's near mint or it's mint, right? And then of course you got good, which I talked about before is basically you know, it's got to have scratches on it. You could sell it that way, but you got to sell it at substantially low price. Now, I will caution you on a couple of things. Don't undercut yourself, right? Don't sell a record that is really, really good shape and you and you sell it for a very, very low price and you lose money because you have to consider the shipping cost as well. So very, very important that you understand that, you listen, if you've done your research uh, and you've done it properly, you put in your catalog number, and the records are good condition. You can sell it at you can sell it at a decent price. There's no reason why you can't sell it. People will buy it and are willing to buy it. But don't undercut yourself as uh, as is you know you're you're gonna lose tons of money and then your business is gonna suffer. Somebody will buy it. Don't worry about you know some people. What some people do is they oh my they've had it online for two months and it won't sell. If you are if you have a good reputation and you've made some sales and if you have good feedback somebody will eventually buy it you know sometimes it takes time it could be a different part time of the season the wrong time of year to sell it but it will sell don't take it down in price too much and then you lose money on it not a good way and of course the opposite of that too is you know don't also try to jip your customer off by really bulking up the price uh, i've seen it so many times People either put a high, high shipping cost and try to rip the customer off or put a high, high record cost and try to rip the customer off. They will catch you on that. So don't try to do that as well, too. So, guys, um, the other place is the other thing to tell you is the place where to sell records. You could sell records to record shops. You could sell them on eBay. You could sell on a place called Discogs is where I sell my records. You could sell them at flea markets. You could sell to used bookstores as well, too. Uh, now, I sell my records online. I found that if I try to sell to dealers, record dealers, local dealers, you get a couple bucks for records. You're not going to make any money, right? If you are converting over the record, in other words, you bought it from somebody else and you're going to sell it to flea market, you're going to lose money, right? The best way to sell it is online. Unless you just want to get rid of your records then of course you go to a flea market or a brick and mortar store to try to unload them that way. If maybe you have vast quantities of them, you have a couple of hundred of them, and you're gonna make a couple hundred dollars, then go ahead and do it that way as well, okay? So that's some tips for you today 
uh, if you are selling vinyl, where to sell vinyl, and how to sell it. Kind of important things that I need to reiterate to you today. Guys, I do have a Facebook page at Power Records 1. Have a look at us there and have a look at it as a place called Discogs. Uh, Discogs, we sell vinyl records there, lots of them. We sell on a place called Music Stack. I'll try to put up the links there to, as well too. Uh, we're Power Records and we sell about 45,000 records there on Music Stack. So guys, that's our show for today. Hope you have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. Bye now. Hi guys, this is Joe from the Power Records Podcast here in beautiful Toronto, Canada. I hope that you're doing great today. I hope that you are selling vinyl records. And I hope your business for vinyl records has really taken off this year. This podcast is for guys and gals like you and I that sell vinyl records and love vinyl records. And I hope that you do love the business that you're in just as much as I do. I've been at it every day now for about 10 years, selling online, and it's a great business to be in. Vinyl records are hot. Vinyl records sell well, and uh, they are outselling compact discs right now. So really cool to hear. Uh, So I hope you get into the vinyl record game and you stay at it because there's a lot of opportunity to make some money or... Listen, if you don't want to, if you can't sell sell your vinyl record, you can keep it as a collection because a lot of people still collect vinyl records. It's a great business to be in. So guys, if you have a brick and mortar store, a vinyl brick and mortar store that you want me to talk on this podcast, I'd be more than happy to do so. If you have a online record store, that you want me to promote on this site, I will do it for you as well too. And if you have a band, you know, and you want me to promote your band or a vinyl record that you come out with, I would be more than happy to do so. Just like I do for the band called Pepper Juice, the DJ band that is out of France. I've talked about them a few times. Look them up if you can. They are on Facebook. And by the way, We are on Facebook as well, too, at Power Records 1. So look us up there. We're also on a site called Discogs. Discogs is an amazing record site that has thousands and thousands of records. You can look up anything there and get anything. They have helped me up so much to build up my collection and help my sales. They have helped me so much. I list on Discogs right now, Power Records. Have a look at the marketplace there and see. We have about 500 there right now. Mostly LPs, nice-looking LPs that we have for sale there at Discogs. We also sell on a site called Music Stack. And Music Stack, we have about 45,000 records. And look us up there uh, when you go to Music Stack, and you'll see us there. Mostly singles, but also some LPs as well, too. A lot of Canadian stuff. A lot of European stuff, all sorts of different types of records. Uh, so look us up there at Music Stack. You go to Seller on the Choice and type in Power Records, and you'll see 45,000 records there that we have for sale. So guys, 
Uh, I went to a rock concert yesterday. I call it rock concert. They still call it rock concert or a music concert, whatever you want to call it. And um, I had a really good time. I went with my daughter, uh, Victoria, and uh, basically uh, we went to see a band called the Tours. And they are on tour right now, and they have 17 more dates to do. If you have a chance, go see them. It was an awesome, awesome show. Um, Jack White is one of the best guitarists I've seen live. Just an amazing guitarist. The way he rolls his hands up and down that guitar. And he puts so much feeling into the guitar. It's just it's just an amazing show that I saw there. Uh, now, they, um, they, if you have a chance, go see them. They're still doing a lot of the U.S., right now and I'm sure they'll continue their tour they're on a pretty long tour uh, and we saw them at a local venue here in Toronto Canada yesterday but an amazing band great great act right what I noticed about the show is that there was a phone ban on the show you weren't you weren't allowed to bring in your phone uh, into the venue you could bring it in but it had to be locked up in a case and I think it's a brilliant, brilliant idea. And that must cost the band a lot of money. Now, they look at it two ways. I'm sure they say, well, listen, we don't want people coming in, taping our shows on phone and then distributing it on YouTube. And then some people sell it. Some people make lots of money from it because it gets millions of views. And some people actually make money when they haven't done nothing other than copy the, the concert and throw it on YouTube. And if you look at some bands like Queen, for instance, there's just hundreds and hundreds of people that go to their concerts and get their phone and uh, copy it on their phone, which I don't think is right. So, I support this phone band that Tours and Jack White do. Because when I went to the Jack White show back in November, same thing basically that they banned phones and you would have to lock your phone up into a a pocket. So I support that 100%. I think it's the right thing to do. Definitely the right thing to do. Uh, You got to stop this copycatting, bootlegging, whatever you want to call it. And and this technology these days, some of these phones that can copy uh, concerts are quite amazing, man. Like they, like you don't know if it's like done on a, professional camera or it's done on a phone you just don't know it's so good in terms of the quality Uh, so I don't blame them for doing that but overall the show was great Um, you know there was some idiot in front of me that um, broke into his locked phone case it was taking pictures some people were trying to do that and they got escorted out and and there's a warning saying that you can't bring your your phone in there and you'll get escorted out and some people got escorted out so there you go this guy in front of me unfortunately people were pointing at him but he stayed the whole show and you know he snapped pictures up which is really disturbing but you know what are you going to do they're they're everywhere right uh you go to concert there's always somebody that tries to ruin it for somebody else right uh but it was the best one of the best concerts i've been to um you know great guitar work um, there should be a phone uh, uh, phone band on every and every concert. I hope everybody, all the bands, get that message out there. 
uh, but great. Uh, like I've seen guitarists like Brian May. I've seen Pete Townsend. This guy, man, he is going to be in history, and he's going to be around a long time. So if you get a chance, go see Jack White or the Rackon Tours. So guys, I want to talk about um, selling vinyl records because, uh, again, I've been doing pretty good over the years, and I hope that you are, and I hope that you are selling vinyl records as well too. But I want to talk about 10 ways that you can sell your vinyl records, right? Uh, you can sell your vinyl records on eBay and Amazon. Uh, it's a, a great opportunity there to you know, unload uh, records there. Um, I like eBay. I like eBay a lot. I don't know why, but eBay I've sold from the beginning. I sold um, records there uh, on their site from the beginning. So I like, I like eBay a lot. I like Amazon even more. <laughs> On Amazon, what I do is I have other people's inventory listed there. You know, they've made an agreement with me, uh, and you know, I you know I have some agreement with other suppliers that they can drop ship. But I advertise most of my drop shipping records on Amazon. So you know, you can try that yourself too. I make a pretty nice income from it, not big big profits, but from that business part of it. Let's say on Amazon. There's really nothing I need to do there other than list the record and then they drop ship it for me. Uh, so don't have to package it up, don't have to put address labels on, don't have to run over to the post office. They all do it for me. And you know, I make a few dollars here and there from it. But if you've got hundreds or thousands of listings there, it's a pretty good opportunity. And people love vinyl records and they will buy vinyl records. So Amazon is a great place for me to sell my records. And of course, Discogs is great, as I mentioned before. Music Stack is great. There's a whole bunch of other sites, but I stick with the top selling uh, sites, the people that pull in uh, you know, thousands and thousands of customers per day, I focus on them. So that is the, the first one. Uh, and first, second, and I, I guess one and two, really, uh, if you wanna um, say eBay is one and Amazon is the second. Then record stores. You can bring your records to record stores and they will buy records from you. Now, there's some guys that are kind of scammers that you know don't give you much, but there's some guys that understand that your record is worth a little bit of money. It's crept in great condition. It's you know it's got a sleeve on it. Uh, it's got the original shrink on it. It's clean. They'll give you a few bucks for it. And if you got like uh, 50 or so records, you could make a nice little bit of money, about a money to to sell to them. A lot of money you can sell, and why not, right? And so if you have a collection that, um, but you got to be careful as well too. Yeah, sometimes they pick on people with a little, you know, a least amount of experience, and uh, that's how they make their money because then, then they turn around and sell it for three times the price. So just be careful of that. So selling to a record store is not a bad way to sell uh, sell some of your records. The fourth thing is, is a flea market. Um, now, flea markets, are, if you probably read my book, uh, The New Antique, they, um, they kind of, uh, it's, they don't make a lot of money right now uh, selling records, um, you know, the minimal price. So if you have like, let's say, lower quality records and you have a ton of them, it's nice to unload to a flea market because they will take it from you, right? 
Um, I won't. I wouldn't suggest record stores for that. But flea markets, yeah, you could sell that. But I also want to talk about having your own booth there, because I see more and more uh, uh, record stores inside flea markets. Um, and they do, there's this guy close to me that lives close to me here in Toronto that does a healthy, healthy living selling his own records, selling at flea mar- at a flea market booth that he's opened up and he's been up open up a few years now and it's steady income now mind you he's got a lot of records but what he does is he sells his records on consignment so people come in and he takes all of these people's records he doesn't give them any money unless they sell right so he's got this whole inventory in his store and then when he mar- sells a, a record from the, one of these uh, consignment guys, he marks their names down and then he gives them their money when they come around uh, the next week. So a nice little setup. You can do the same thing too if you sell your own at a own booth in a, in a flea market, right? Uh, Kijiji and Craigslist, uh, number five, really. Kijiji and Craigslist, um, you could sell lots of records. Now, what I mean is record lots. Not really wise to sell one or two records there unless you have a really rare record that you're trying to unload. But if you're selling in a lot of 10 or 15 or 20, it's a nice place to sell and you'll get a lot of hits for that too, that people will want to buy your lot. But again, don't sell yourself short. Have a nice price where you make a little bit of a profit if you're selling a record lot on Kijiji or Craigslist. Uh, the next one I want to bring in, bring your attention is your own brick and mortar store. So people may think it's very expensive to have your brick and mortar store, but what I'm finding, guys, is people set up their own brick and mortar store inside another store, coffee shops, uh, bookstores, uh, comic stores. Uh, right inside, you could put your own store inside a store. You can make an agreement and sell or or, or rent a little bit of uh, floor space from these guys and put your record displays up there and have your own little store inside a store. You you don't have to be there all the time. They may be able to run it for you as well and you give them a little bit of rent per month depending on what you're selling, right? In terms of how how well you're selling. So you can ask and go around and and, and uh, set up your store in one of these record stores uh, inside a comic store or inside a, a cafe or inside a bookshop. So it's another great way to uh, to sell your records as well too. And some nice businesses, there's a, there's a business that's close to me, a coffee shop that's close to me that has uh, records down in the basement and upstairs. Pretty cool. I love going there. I love having a coffee, sitting there with my daughter, looking at the records as well too. Now, you could also have your own site as well, too. So this is going to cost you a little bit of money, but if you have set up something on a GoDaddy site and you and you have uh, your records there, or you could, uh, you could tie it into an affiliate uh, uh, site. So you could have your, you could, you could have your records there, uh, information about the records for sale, and somebody clicks a link and it could go into another site where you make the sale and you make uh, the part of the money from that sale by directing them to the affiliate site. So you can do it, you can direct it to Amazon, you can direct it to eBay, wherever that record is selling and make some money yourself on your own website. Or you can sell physical products on your 
uh, website. Uh, takes a little bit of work, guys. I think that you know you got to drive the people to your website to buy that record, and that's the challenge. So why not just sell on eBay and Amazon? But again, some people uh, have their own websites selling vinyl records, and they do quite well. Uh, it's just a little bit more work I find than selling on Amazon and eBay. But definitely, your own website is another way to sell. And again, don't forget about drop shipping. I do drop shipping. And uh, again, you don't have to carry a records inventory, just list it on there, but make, make, make sure that the supplier you're with is noble, you know, uh, is honest and has good, good quality records before you go ahead and decide to drop ship. Because again, that, you know, records are another animal, right? The records have to be nice and clean and, or, and, uh, and uh, no scratches, you know, in great condition or else you're not gonna get those customers coming back to you. So guys, that's my show for today. Uh, number 50, I believe it's number 50, episode number 50, quite proud of that. Uh, but if you have any questions, you can email me at jlcarone at simpatico.ca if you'd like to be on the show. I'd love to have you on the show. If you want to promote your band or if you want to promote your business, record business, fire me an email uh, at jlcarone at sympatico.ca and I'll be more and more than happy to talk about your business. And guys, don't forget my ebook, right? Have a look at my ebook. It's If you go to Kindle, Amazon Kindle, my book is called The New Antique. And I've been selling it for a few years now. And again, it's, you know, it tells you how you can, you know, you can sell your records online and the secrets to successful selling online. Uh, it's a quite a nice little book. And uh, it's, if, if you're just starting out in the business, it's for you. Even if you're in the business for a few years, there's some tips that I've done that work for me that will work for you, hopefully. And uh, it's called The New Antique, and it's available on Amazon Kindle. So, guys, that's my show for today. I hope you have an awesome, awesome day and an awesome week. And we will talk to you soon. Over and out now. Bye now.